You're listening to The World According to George. This uninspired, puffy Midwestern man is looking for something more as he moves through life in his 30s. All right. Welcome to The World According to George or George's World or George Land or Land of George. We don't know yet. Probably the first one. I'm the host, George Thomas, and my guest host is Casey Doherty. Hi. And we are coming at you from downtown Chicago. So hopefully, yeah, this is a big moment, probably, I don't know, a decade at least in the making. Not that I've done any work in a decade, but I've thought about doing something like this, something on the edge, a little more artsy and something in entertainment. So doing with the case, case is my girlfriend. So case, even if we don't end up together, ultimately, I'll always remember this moment with you and us starting this together. How sweet. Thank you. And I think the name, I've got a a producer too. We're definitely official, Cam uh, or Cameron. Shout out Cameron. Yeah, he's listening in. But it'll likely be WAG. I think we'll use that as a lot of the handles. I mean, I don't know. I'm going back and forth. I think the world according to George, it's definitely going to be my perspective and not the world in reality, but it has, you know, we have like seven syllables in that versus if I did George Land and Land of George. But I think we can use them all, don't you think? I like the first one, but okay. I think it people, is the world according to you. That's it, why I think it, it's right. Funny. It's not. This is not reality. This is really going to be much more like a a comedy show and a, trying to be a funny show, topical. Yeah. And you know, when I navigate through my thirties and my complaining, and I ideally this. I love that I waited until podcasts were like at their height. Of course, I didn't wait. I didn't do it at a time when podcasts were less cool. So you could be a little more unique. There's, I don't know how many, Cam told me there's like 4 million podcasts or something. So I really don't want a podcast. I'd rather have a real radio show on Sirius XM or on TV. But this is the only way I want to get started. I live in Chicago. You know, I'm bored and I just want to do something more than just work or work in business and or the corporate world can be lame sometimes. Uh, I'm just missing something, you know? I don't know. This is it? Yeah. Well, hopefully it is. It's funny. Case is very nervous right now. She's kind of meek. And typically she she speaks like a true attorney and she never stops talking. So I'm not She'll nervous. She'll get into it. She'll get into it. Okay. Let's see here. What are... Oh, yeah. I wanted to also mention just some of my heroes in broadcasting and entertainment. Those would be people that I really just admired, even people that were that came up before my time, uh, but not really. Regis Philbin, David Letterman, Oprah, which Oprah was famously filmed in Chicago in the West Loop, which I thought was really cool. Jeff Lewis Live, of course. That's the one I listened to today. You probably don't know who that is amongst these other names, but uh, he's entertaining. And I think him and I have similarities in our personality. And I that it's one of the reasons why I wanted to have a show. Howard Stern, uh, I don't listen to him anymore, but he was always, uh, I think, made a million funny skits. And anyone who can speak for four hours is super talented. Conan and Don Rickles. Don Rickles, <laughs> that Casey's laughing. He was just always an amazing comic. And I would watch, I still do, watch his appearances on David Letterman. And he was just great in my eyes and really the last of his kind and just brilliantly funny and or brilliantly funny. And uh, I don't think he prepared much when he was on those shows and he just was very off the cuff. So do you watch those with me? No. You've showed me some. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Case. This is top. Where do we do? So in the show, 
and we're still figuring it out for sure. This is still a work in progress, but I want to do like five, maybe four to six topics every show, just buzzsaw right through them. Maybe down the road, we'd have a, something with a news segment. I want to do my favorite songs of the week and hopefully probably not possible, but I would love to have Cam pull clips of those songs with licensing and everything, you know, that, and I'm not famous and I'm, this is not a radio show officially. That's going to be tough, but at least you know what I'm listening to and you'll quickly notice a theme in the music that I listen to every week. So I think that could be fun. Then yeah, we're just going to try to have fun, create a hobby podcast here for me that no pressure on it and just do it. I think consistently doing it every two weeks was going to be really healthy for me. And I'm already liking this, being with the microphone and having some of this equipment here. It's already making me feel kind of excited. So, And Cam has been great, too. I want to mention him. And I'm sure he'll be on the show at some point. Okay, first topic or second topic here. Oh, and I, I guess, sorry, I'm bouncing all around. I did go to journalism school. I went to the Ernie Pyle School of Journalism at Indiana University in Bloomington. No longer there, which is sad. It's now the media school. R.I.P. I know. It was a great school. I think Ernie Pyle was a, a award-winning journalist in World War One, and that's why it was named after that's him. Cool. Great building. They had a really cool program at the time that you could do that and have another concentration or big, you know, for me, it was a big concentration in business. And they, I don't know, it was just really cool. I was a broadcast news. That was one of my majors there or my main major, I think. And then we did a whole nother, almost a double major in, in business through their, whatever that concentration program they had. It doesn't exist, I don't think, anymore. So I do have some roots, but I graduated in 2013. So we're almost, I almost took 10 years to do this. And again, this could be a huge failure and it, it's good I didn't do it right away, but we'll see. So there is a little bit of that in my background. Then at different times, I, in high school, I was, I went to LA for like four months to be an extra. You know, I lived there in Hollywood. And then in college, one of the years, my, somewhere after my junior year, I was an intern at uh, Bender Spink Productions and at Disney Studios. I had two internships that ran concurrently, which I don't even know if you know about Bender Spink. No. That was in Culver City. And then Disney, of course, Studios is in Burbank. Mm -hmm. So I've always I've been, had that interest. And um, yeah, I don't know. Here we are. Case, as our temporary co-host, she has not committed. She's really our <laughs> guest host. I'm on the fence. We'll see how this time goes. Yeah, which I think you have a real... I think you could have some... Maybe not in this, but have a side income or side gig with uh, as an influencer or do something, TikTok. Well, we have the equipment now, down. so if I want to have a podcast... You can use you mine. You know how to set it up. 50 bucks a session. Um, okay. What is your take on this whole thing, Case? Anything... On the podcast? The podcast and me starting it and, you know, we've known each other for almost two years now. What's Was this surprising to you? No, I'm excited for you to start it. I feel like you've wanted to do this for a long time. This is a hotly anticipated moment and I'm proud of you and you're going to do super well. Did you think, because you've not really dated that many people, <laughs> did you, th I don't want to tell the world that, but I guess we just did. No, the world, no one's listening. Did you think that you would someday be dating someone that had or wanted to have a podcast. I haven't thought about that. I think it's, I don't know. I like podcasts. I like you were really, too busy dating a million people. Or... <laughs> I like interest-driven podcasts. So I, I don't know. I want to see where you take this and how you tailor it to your audience. But I think you have a lot to say. So this is a good platform for you to say that. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like this is going to end up me just being or just talking the way I do anyway. It's not going to be that different 
I think when people talk to me outside the show in real life, it's just going to I just need somewhere to say it. It's like your own talk show. Yeah. It's the world according to George. That's why I think that's the perfect name. Yeah. And talk show is I think that could be the ultimate goal, even though this is not, (laughs) you know, who knows? We got to we got to get through some cutting teeth years. But um, okay, going to move on to the next topic. Thank you, Case. Again, this is a big topic. Quick transition. Yeah. Was that a bad transition? No. All right. Today, uh, coincidentally, it's a great topic. It's going to probably embarrass me, but it's a good (laughs) topic for the show and I need content. I did a fat scan or what's similar to a DEXA scan at a gym to try to with the goal of trying to see where I am and also get a trainer, which I did do. I ended up purchasing a 12-week program. And some of my results were maybe not shocking, but they were <laughs> pretty tough. And they give you a full comprehensive report. My body shape rating is a 16 out of 100. Um, body shape? They give you a body shape rating. So that rating is basically it tells you how at risk you are for cardiovascular disease later. And 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 I thought it was a good score at first, but he said, no, the higher the score, the lower your risk. And I'm 16 out of a hundred, 16 out of a hundred, which is dreadful. Um, (laughs) It was 14, but they rescanned me because it wasn't working. So it's 16 now. Have you got those two points? And then they send you these images, this weird like image of your body in like all the different angles and it's just not what anyone should be aspiring for. My BMI is 30%, which I know is not good. The chart that they sent me said that at 20% or lower I is, need to see this. Yeah. is ideal. Let's see, body composition. 30% ideal average is 20. Oh, I don't know. Can you read that? You're, you went to Northwestern. You're smarter than I am. What's the hell? I also told this to Cam. And he was horrified. Cam's like seven feet tall, 100 pounds. So he. You're in the needs improvement category. But I'm not in 60%. But yeah, it's not good. I think if people, I don't know much about it, but it's something that really has to be looked at. I know it's a bit higher for women typically. So I feel like 30% for men is, yeah, I don't know. My basic metabolic rate is 1768. I have no idea what that means. I think that relates to calories. And I have 57 pounds on me is 100% fat. It's pure fat. Does that mean one in three cells in your one. body are Again, fat? Again, Northwestern here. So this is going to be an intelligent podcast as long as Casey's on it. One in three of my cells are apparently fat, <laughs> freaking Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's cells, and they're eating the other cells. They're getting so hungry. Now, do I need to lose 57 pounds? No. Should I tell my weight or is that... That's your Is that choice. more entertaining to help tell people my weight? Okay. I'm going to tell people my weight. I don't want to tell people my weight. I didn't write it down here. But my weight today showed 189. Okay. 189 is way too high for my height. I am barely 5'7". And for most of my life, I was under what had to be... 150, then 155 was a good weight, 160, 165. Anything beyond 165 is not good for someone like me. I'm around 10 pounds heavier than my 65-year-old father. Whenever you're heavier than people older than you, that something is wrong. Unless you're all muscle, that's a big problem. And how many years older is he than me? I'm 32. How many years is that? Yeah, like 30. Yeah. And he he's... 32, he's twice your age. He's a shit talker. So he likes to get me on the scale. I was home rarely in a rare appearance the other he weekend. He put you on the scale? 
He said, I want to see your weight. Oh. So, which brings me to like what I've learned since being fat. I've only been, I've never been in like amazing shape, but up until maybe 26, I was still pretty thin, very thin, uh, or 27. And I'm not used to it, but only in the last two years since COVID. Since meeting me. Since meeting <laughs> you, did I go into a, you know, a, a very big danger zone. When you and I met, I don't know, in, I don't know when it was, April or May of, um, maybe March even, of uh, 2020. And I was probably in the 170s. Now I'm approaching 190. What's your reaction to that? It's a big jump. I don't know what to say. How All upset I have to are say, you about it? Or does, are we in love and you don't even care? I, I love you and I don't care. I... What about my fat gut? <laughs> it's very cute. Thank you. So you get a, get a girl like that that can <laughs> love you even though you're so fat. But um, One of the things... Go ahead. Oh, no. I just wanted to... I'm not going to share any of my details. I was just going to comment that you try to blame me for influencing your habits, but my weight has remained unchanged. So... Well, you're 27. I met you when you were 24, I think. Yeah, but you keep you keep trying to tell me that I'm a bad influence. And well, this is the thing. I, you know, which I am. I love McDonald's. If I was dating, I'm not putting this on you because everyone has personal responsibility, and we all know what food is bad for us, and we all know we shouldn't eat it. We all know drinking is not good for us. No amount of drinking they're saying now is good for you, but you know it's bad. Like for me, the things I've noticed when. Like my underwear now in the front will fold itself, oh no. will start folding over itself because of, you know, my tummy. And I never had that. That is very new. And I've got nice underwear. I've got some new Hugo Boss underwear and I'm ruining it because I'm overweight. But I wanted to bring this full circle. What I learned was I used to probably not be that kind about people that were really obese it's personal responsibility and, and kind of knowing that what you have to do to be in good shape. And to, if you have kids, you want to be healthy for a long time. But I didn't realize how much people that were overweight get fat shamed. And it's actually not right. And I have taken a wheelbarrow of shit from my friends and my family about weight. And they do want to help you. They love you. But it is sometimes a lot. And it, it does hurt your feelings secretly. Oh. And... Um, but I, again, no one can feel bad for me. It, it's my problem. I'm on the blue cheese diet and I'm unashamed. But uh, people do shame you. And it's, I have compassion for people that I didn't have because it's, it isn't fair. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what health issues they exactly. have. You don't know yeah. what they were born with. You don't know if they have diabetes. You don't know anything. You don't know if their mom just died. You don't know, you know, so. Now, again, do I have any of those issues? No. I deserve to be punched in the face for what the hell I look like. I mean, this no, is disaster, and I shouldn't look this way. Oh, no, you're very cute. No, I need to get in the gym. When we live in a building with a gym. We do. So, okay, which brings me to my next topic. Lunch and my obsession with it. Um, Werzo <laughs> seems to be one of the big reasons why I am the shape I am. So I wanted to ask you, Case, why do we think I like lunch so much. Why? Why is that there? I don't know why you like lunch so much, but it's definitely your favorite time of day. Mm -hmm. Big part of your, I don't want to say morning, but I feel like 11 to 1 for you is a big hour. It's a big 11 to blocked one. out chunk of time. So I take it, you're saying I take at least two hours to have lunch? Oh, yeah, it's leisurely. It's your, like your favorite. Well, it's your favorite I thing. Work, I'm a part-time Your day revolves around right lunch. now. I don't have a bunch of, I used to not have that. I would, if I, when I worked at my old company, it was an hour. I took an hour for lunch. 
hour five minutes maybe if it was a long walk and your your lunches have brought you lots of friends like Elvira and who's Elvira tell the uh, audience Elvira is George's new BFF from Mariposa at Neiman Marcus Mariposa it's on I'm not a Neiman Marcus fan to be fair I don't shop there I have in the past when I've had a gift card but I don't really go there but, See, I like it there. Yeah, well, you you don't like the shopping there. No. You like the food there, but I'm the opposite. No, I like the service there. So you don't even like the food. The food is okay. Is Nordstrom Cafe better? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, the fourth Floridian Marcus in my slower time since this summer, in my you know partial retirement, I uh, yeah I have become friends with Elvira, and she's lovely. She will now she'll blow past the host. She'll seat me. She will. Just bring me my iced tea or Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. Typically, she'll just bring it or she'll ask me what I want, but I, I'm okay with both. I'm a huge iced tea guy, unsweet iced tea. It's healthier. And she knows I don't like the uh, puff pastry. What is that thing they bring? You the know popover? The popover. I don't want a popover. I don't want sweet. I want savory. That is savory. Oh, it comes with like a fruit butter, Weird I think. jelly. Yeah, I don't want it. So I don't bring it. She doesn't bring it for me. And then, but you also get chicken consomme, just chicken broth. If you have a table there, so I I just gulp more of that down. So she'll bring me. It usually comes in an espresso cup, but she puts it in a coffee cup because she knows I like it. Well, big so upgrade. Then if there's a new soup, she'll just bring it. Even if I say I don't want it, she'll bring it. By the way, amazing carrot cake. Probably the best carrot cake I've ever had. It is good carrot cake. That, I love carrot cake. He's not the carrot. She'll just bring me a dessert, or she'll know if I want a cookie. She knows you now, so she'll bring you a cookie. So yeah, I love service. The only problem, or good service, because it's rare these days. The only problem with having that relationship is because oh, Eve, okay, I gotta add this, and I hope we shouldn't even have said her name, but it's at a point where she will remove. I will not pay for tea. I will not pay for soup. I will not pay for dessert. She will give me a discount. Some She'll give me $8 off. She'll give me, to wipe out a soup or something, she'll give me $18 off. The day I took Casey there, the one time I took her there, she picked up the entire meal. So what do you, treat people well? You know, and She's I amazing. The worst thing to do, and I was in food service briefly, and, I, and as a kid I did it, the worst thing to do, uh, you know, as any person, to, to know the scumbag test is how you treat people that wait on you, wait staff, waitresses, waiters. And I am a scumbag, but I'm not a scumbag to those people, typically, especially if there's great service going well, why on. Why would you be? People are all the time. It's horrible. Yeah, well, people do it all the time. That's a really, really hard job that people don't get the credit they deserve. That's actually not an easy job at all to do that, to be a waiter, to be these, these steakhouses here in Chicago. That's a really taxing job. But the problem is I spend a fortune there because I want to tip her. She's giving me discounts, so I'm giving her all that money back and tips. So you're, you're walking out of there at different times, $40, $50, $60 lunch, $70 lunch. I want to be a, a good tipper, especially if I've got some kind of relationship like that, but I, I don't want to break the bank here. And then if they don't say anything to you or they're not like extra nice, you think somehow you didn't give them the tip they thought they were getting. So, okay. I, I do want to, it's not written down, but I wanted to, or one in my little idea notes, it's not scripted, but I have my little five ideas. I wanted you to rank the following Chicago restaurants. And some of these are national, so people will know. Doc B's. Okay, like Doc B's. But you have to rank them. Mariposa, Nordstrom Cafe, and Pierre Gourmet. Ooh, that's a tough one. Pierre Gourmet. I love Pierre Gourmet. I know they did just reopen. Yes, two-year hiatus at the peninsula because they didn't have staff in COVID, but they're back. I've been there four times. 
Now, I feel like most of the menu items are the same. I've only gotten to try like two things though since they reopened. So that might knock them down a little bit just because I haven't been enough recently. But I would say Doc B's is super good too. Consistently good. But I don't know if the vibes are there. The Doc B's? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think it's... Uh, Let me see. I have to think about it. I think it's a good dinner and lunch place. The other places are only good lunch places. Yeah. Least favorite, Mariposa, right off the bat. Wow. Okay. For the food, for everything else, great. Mm-hmm. Service, if that, that would be number one for service, but we're not ranking that. You asked me to rank the, the food or just the overall experience? Overall experience. Okay. That one's still not my Wait, what's not, you did number four. What's number three? Three would be... No, no, no. You said Pierre Gourmet's number one. I didn't say that. Okay. Well, go through the ranking. Go four, three, two, one. Yeah, four, Mariposa. Three, I think Doc B's. Okay. Just because I love their salads, but I don't know if I love their other items. Nordstrom Cafe, consistent all across the board. Good. Not, Not that very good. exciting, Not but that good. good in downtown Chicago, but... It's fine. In the suburbs, I very still good. like it. Okay. And then Pierre Gourmet, just amazing every time. Yeah. I'm starting to become that guy in Cheers in Pierre Gourmet because all the different types of staff were saying goodbye to me. And even today, the host said, goodbye, George. See you next time. And I'm going there tomorrow. I'll be there three days in a row. Okay. If we do this program, or if I do the program with my working out and I add on a nutritionist, then I will probably have to cut back on what I'm having for lunch. And I'm not a big dessert guy. It's all in the main course. It's all in the bread, fries, you know, shit like that. You got something on your mind, Case? You look like just, you do. I just feel like it's easy if you are working you with a nutritionist. You just think I should skip somewhat. Skip lunch. No, no, don't skip meals. Just, I feel like breakfast and lunch are the easiest to control. I feel like, at least me, I would just splurge on dinners. Yeah. Like, I always eat breakfast and lunch. See, well. I like lunch more than dinner. And you love lunch. Unless you were making dinner. But I'm dating, <laughs> you know, a recent grad... And this is not a domestic household, which is fine. It's not up to you. But, uh, you know, I could be dating like a 33-year-old and they maybe they'd cook or something. I don't know. Casey's favorite food is Taco Bell. Maybe we don't they know. wouldn't. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I'm not being fair when I make that judgment. Age correlates with like desire to cook. <laughs> yeah. You were in school a long, long time though. Yeah, Like but seven years. I didn't like to cook then. I yeah, don't like to cook true. now. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm thinking about the old cornfields of Indiana where I grew up thinking some... Yeah, I, I don't know. Ignore that. Okay. <laughs> the final thing I'm going to say about this is, of course, if you eat at home, they say you'll always be healthier. And so that's something that we're going to try to do, too, if we get this nutritionist. Finally, I wanted to go over my favorite songs of the week. I'm a big music guy, but I just on the radio, I don't have playlists on Spotify. I don't use Apple Music. I am a Sirius XM boy, and my entire family is, and we've probably helped that company more than anyone else in the past 15 years. Number one, one of my songs I love is Toxic by YG. Ferrari by James Hype and Miggy De La Rosa. It's a great song. And the final one for this week is I Remember by Cheat Codes and Russell Dickerson. Can you think of any of those songs and what they sound like? Off your top Ferrari, of your head or no? my fave. Yeah. So I love music, though. I mean, that's the thing about, like, Jeff Lewis Live 
And I'm not, I say I love music. Do I know a lot about music? No. Like, do I have records? No. I don't listen to playlists. I'm just a radio fan and I like the top 40. But I can listen to that show. This is my show I listen to, Jeff Lewis Live. And they always have music of the show, but then they have different songs throughout the breaks of the show. And we don't even have breaks in this show and we don't have advertisers. No and we don't, we don't have anything. At least we could do it. We could play a little bit of it maybe. And what's even better about, I think, what Jeff does is if there's something about that person, his guest, he will find a song that will relate to what who they are or what they're going through. Or I know this one person on there was engaged like four times <laughs> and he played that Beyonce song, Single Lady. And like, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. You know, so that, I don't know. I'd love to be, able, I think that's cute. I'd love to be able to do that. So anyway, so just some light stuff. Again, this is going to be, I think, just light, topical, Hopefully it will end up being funny. You know, I do need to find something else. I, I have a lot of interest into real estate and cars, and hopefully we'll be able to get some guests at some point. But it's supposed to just be a nice kind of unwind. And yeah, we'll see. We'll go from there. Right now, it's like a show about nothing like Seinfeld, but that's okay. <laughs> so I just want to thank Casey. Thank you thank for you. agreeing to do this. I, you know, it's not, wasn't her idea. She wasn't looking to do this, but, you know, we need someone other than me talking. So you're very sweet to do that. Thank you. Love you. And otherwise, thanks for listening to WAG and everyone have a great week. Ooh. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Subscribe to WAG now and find out what George will sound off about next. New episodes drop every other Thursday anywhere podcasts are available.